I have the fat man who invented Europe. Ooh, I've got a very unusual bomb. Ooh. That's not... I, I wasn't... <laughs> stay there. Game fight! Hello, it's November the 17th, and welcome to Date Fight. A historical battle of mm. facts and things that happened on this day in history. I'm Nat Tapley, he's Jake Yap, and together we are going to look through every event that's ever happened to find out which is the best. It is the top trumps of time. I'm glad this isn't on the BBC because we <laughs> like we would have had to actually do that instead of just going for like the first thing we found where we went, oh, that's interesting. Shh, don't reveal the matter. Okay, sorry, sorry. Um, it's two rounds. Uh, we'll have birthdays in the middle. Now, excitingly, and thank you for listening on a Sunday. Mm. That makes you highly unusual. Yes. Um, we are, we've decided... Yes, we've come to the decision that the cumulative scores forever is a terrible idea. Because I'm being and thrashed. I'm also, what's the score now? 14-8 14, eight 14 eight. Yes. So, mm. we're going to resolve the score each week. We, yes. Uh, with a winner. A weekly score with a winner and a loser. And I don't know what we're going to do with the winner. What we do with the loser will undoubtedly be unpleasant. So, and that's happening today because we're going to wrap it up on a Sunday. We're going to start today. Yeah, 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 yeah. What I thought was the winner, Mm -hmm. whoever wins that week, gets to talk about a famous person or event in history that they really like. Yes, go on. You, blindfolded, Mm -hmm. have to feed me, blindfolded, a yogurt. Okay. With a spoon. Yes. That sounds. While like, you tell me about your like favourite moment, it's much more forfeit for me as it is for you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, though, is it? All right. Let's press on. Let's have round one. Round one. Okay, who's going first? First, do you want to go first? First, I'll go first. First. Okay. Uh, today in eight eighty-seven. Wow. Yeah. There was not even a one for triple digits. <laughs> Charles the Fat was deposed. I'm sorry. Charles is that a typo? <laughs> Charles the Fat. Charles the Fat, that's his name. Uh, we talked about his Charles the Bald before. Okay. This is Charles the Fat, who was Charles the Bald's nephew, I think. Really? They do very well in yeah. that family. So they're all <laughs> grandsons of Charlemagne um, who split up his empire into three parts. You've got uh, West Francia, which is pretty much what we know as France today. Mm-hmm. East Francia, which became pretty much what we know as Germany today. Mm-hmm. And Lotharingia, which was named after his son Lothar, because that's who he was giving it to. Oh, which is sort of Belgium, Holland, right. uh, the Savoy... The not East- the hotel <laughs> and not the cabbage. <laughs> no, but it's where the, that's why they're both called that. Oh, right. Because Dukes of Savoy owned the Savoy Hotel. Oh. Um, I love that you know all this. You're amazing. <laughs> I don't know about the cabbage. I can't promise that the cabbage owned anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's my cabbage. So anyway, Charles the Fat was um, Charlemagne's great-grandson. Um, so Charlemagne's son, Louis the Pious, at the Treaty of Verdun, split it up into three bits to stop everyone arguing. Uh, then all of Charles... Louis the, Louis the Pie chart. Yes. <laughs> yeah, go on. Yeah. Uh, Charles the Fat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who actually wasn't fat. Apparently he was not fat at all. There Classic. Is no... <laughs> Charles, Charles the Lofty was We're the only, so, Yeah. We only call him Charles the Fat because one person called him that, who was the oh, Saxon right. analyst, apparently. Who wrote the annals, well. the Saxon annals. Now, if you're... The Saxon analyst. Yeah. Don't be chucking other people's names around. Don't you have Saxon to have your own? You, like. Don't you have to have your own Saxon analysis done on you as well? Isn't yeah. that part of practicing as a as a Saxon, Saxon analyst? analyst. I uh, just I sort of just imagined the great banquet hall, and my lords, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> King Charles the Fat. Oh, bow down for yeah. Charles the Fat. <laughs> yeah. You're not bowing very far. Well, we're all very fat yeah. too, must. Yeah. Yes. None Please. of us. Yeah. 
Wow. Uh, so Charles the Fat owned <laughs> all of his cousins died so he ended up owning all of those three kingdoms uh but the vikings arrived and they came to paris and he went oh you know oh. what i could give you some money and you could go away and they went thank you very much yes we'll do that right uh, so they did it once and then three years later they came back again because they went oh we went there last time and he gave us loads of money let's try that again let's do that again um and that time uh the, all of the rest of the people in the empire said you're a terrible emperor charles the fat uh <laughs> Go away. And you're, <laughs> and you're a terrible dancer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there so was there was literal fat shaming in there was absolutely eight, fat shaming. Eight eighty seven. Arnulf of Corinthia uh, tried to overthrow him, but rather than be overthrown, uh, Charles the Fat ran away. He ran away <laughs> very <in>. slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Where's he gone? I don't know. Don't look behind that big bulgy curtain. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why did we only plant silver birch? <laughs> <laughs> So that's my, because uh, the he tried to recreate the Holy Roman Empire as a huge empire, but because it was split up again, the fact that Charles the Fat was opposed means that we now have separate France and Germany and Belgium and Holland and all of those things. Gosh. So that's my important thing of the day. Separated the fat. That's good. Thanks. Here we go again. Mm. Uh, okay, well, I've got 1973 in yes, America. Yes, we have crossed over. Have we not? <laughs> it's <been> nervous checking. <laughs> um and it's a televised appearance mm. from President Richard Nixon. Oh. Who yeah. utters the immortal words, I am not a crook. 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 The people of the United States have to know that their president is not a crook. Yeah. I am not a crook. Referring to allegations, of course, concerning his involvement in the Watergate scandal. Mm. I'm sort of cross with myself because I, like nearly 20 years ago now, I went and lived in D.C. Yeah. For two years. With Ricky Gervais, apparently in a flat. And did nothing. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, But I did nothing. Like, I passed the Watergate building. Right. Many times. I got drunk just down the road (laughs) from the the Watergate. (laughs) (laughs) But never kind of went, oh, my God, that's the Watergate building. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. I just went, I'm right. Yeah. In that way you do when you're young. Yes. So many wasted opportunities. Such folly. Yeah. Such folly. I ticket to see the Spice Girls. I didn't use it. Unbelievable. We all have regrets. Uh, so, okay, round one. Uh, yours is great because... It's got Charles the Fat in. It's got Charles the Fat, which is just brilliant. Yeah. It's like sort of expecting... Um, Especially because he wasn't fat. I love the idea that everyone's prepared a huge meal for him. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in and he's just... Yeah. Charles the Normal oh, size, really. Not, he doesn't look like you th- no. thought. Yeah. Are you I would sure have called him, him Charles the Normal. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, you might as well. Who cares, man? It's so redundant. Is this now. the first part of it? Oh no, is this going no, on to the last? Oh, all Fifteen right. eight. Writing it down on a very old PRS notification of the registration of the pseudonym Dora Dale mm. as a singer. <laughs> Before we get on to round two, let's have the birthday. Happy birthday to St. Agnes of Jesus, the 17th century nun who devoted herself to Jesus at the age of seven. Don't they, aren't you, they're all supposed to do that. I mean, you can't devote yourself to anyone else, can you? You can't be like St. Agnes of, of Noel Edmonds or, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess so. Maybe Why she's... is she particularly of Jesus? Because she was seven when she decided to do it, which right. I guess is generally young even for a nun. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, some people might argue she probably couldn't make decisions that should carry weight for the way she lived the rest of her life at seven. What is the age of consent to be a bride of Christ? That's seven, apparently. Seven. 
calling to St Agnes. Knock yourself out. If you've got a problem with that, take it up with Agnes. <laughs> and Jesus. <laughs> also, happy birthday to Peter Cook, uh, because it was his birthday today. Ah. Um, nothing funny to say about him. Terribly dull man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you feel... what? Do you, I mean, OK, that, it's one of the classic questions, cats v dogs. Yeah. Peter Cook or Dudley Moore? Oh, Dudley Moore. Yeah. Dudley Moore was doing the heavy lifting. Yeah, he's he like the Hugh Laurie yeah. of Friday. It's like, yeah, everyone, yeah. the other one gets all the attention, but yeah. we know who's doing all the hard work here. Yeah. yeah. Good. Glad we solved that. Yeah. yeah. Thanks very much. Although there is that Peter Cook cartoon in Private Eye of two men at a party. One says to the other, what are you doing at the moment? And the other says, I'm writing a novel. And he says, neither am I. And I think you could replace the word novel with the word podcast in that card. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. But if you haven't heard Dudley Moore's piano oh, variations, yeah. uh, they're, they're, they're just amazing. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, also, happy birthday to Montgomery of Alamein, Monty. Do you know what his first name was? Mon- Mon- Montgomery? Yep. Uh, Bernard. Bernard Montgomery. <laughs> Oh. I don't think the Germans would have been scared of Bernard. Bernard's like such a soft, lovely name. Yeah. Bernard. Lovely, cuddly Bernard. The name of the mouse in The Rescuers. I have a death day which may well colour the way you see the world for the rest of your life in a bad way. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Welcome along. Go on. OK, to begin with, what is the connection between the films? Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Wedding Crasher, Norbit, Zoolander, Finding Nemo, Ted... Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Emoji Movie. Uh, that's about it. Me, you, myself, and I. You're telling me James Corden's dead. No, no, no. I've seen two of them. No, this isn't about me. It's the typeface they use on the front, which is that big, fat typeface called Gil Sands Ultra Bold. It's on lots of comedy films. Okay. Think of the Finding Nemo. Yes. That's that one. Right. Which is also used by the BBC. Is it? Yes. The regular. It's used on almost every Jim Carrey film. You'll see it on Mr. Popper's Penguins, Bruce Almighty, and Good Lord. Me, Myself and Irene. It's okay. generally used on comedy movies. This is the funniest font there is. This is the one. Look at the font we're using. Guys, There's some laughs in there. Guys, it's the font equivalent <laughs> of a... Bomb. And it was designed by Eric Gill, who died on this day. Eric Gill is also famous, of course, for having abused his daughters and <laughs> molested his sister and his dog. So every time you see the typeface <laughs> on the front of Finding Nemo... Yes, Gill Sands Ultra Bold is the font that's used, and it was designed by a noted pederast. Yet another BBC scandal. Yep. Well done. Wow. That's an amazing fact. And now every time you see it on a new poster, you won't (laughs) be able to go, oh no, he's back again. Uh, Who else have we got? Oh, St. St. Elizabeth of Hungary, who kept on creeping. She was um, some sort of noble woman in Hungary, but because all the rest of the noble people thought she was too nice to poor people because she kept sneaking out of the palace with stuff shoved (laughs) up her chemise so she could give it out to the poor. Wow. One day her husband caught her when he was out hunting and the rest of the nobles said, you want to sit, she's, I reckon she's got more of your cutlery up her, you know, yeah. up her yeah, nightgown. Up her front, yeah. And he said, all right, take off the nightgown and show us all what you've got under there. And the miracle was, it had all turned into roses when she opened her nightgown. <laughs> she As also, it, there was not a, a celebrations. I would have had her down more than <laughs> <was> a celebration. <laughs> she also, uh, at one point, uh, was tending to a leper in her bed when her husband came home okay. and said, there better not There's be anyone in that bed. A gag. There back is the such covers, a gag here. And instead of a leper, he found Roses. the image of Christ crucified. <laughs> <laughs> Done in begs, flaked skin. <laughs> which begs the question, was she just nailing lepers to crosses and then hiding them in bed? I mean, in some ways, this is no better 
an end that's point to the story. Extraordinary. Anyway, that's St. Elizabeth of Hungary. And uh, <laughs> happy death day this to. This is my favourite episode ever. <laughs> happy death day to Mervyn Peak, who's uh, wrote Gormenghast, of course, whose stories of a deluded, gothic, decrepit place are of no relevance in the Britain of today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bravo. That was Thank brilliant. You. Round two. I'm going first, I think. And uh, this is, I mean, there's an awful story, but in 1990, mm-hmm. uh, this was about a bomb that went off uh, in Chile. Ooh. There was an American, America versus Chile baseball game. And uh, sadly, uh, a Canadian was killed. Two other people were wounded. And allegedly, this crime was committed by uh, a Chilean member of the Palestine Liberation Organization, which I can't That's... imagine what I... <laughs> I mean... Yep. Yep. Okay. That... Very niche. Similar to the Canadian members of the IRA. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, and it was uh, it was an attempt to scare President Bush from visiting Chile in December. Right. Um, and an American embassy official was one of the people who was wounded. But here's the amazing thing. Mm. The bomb mm. was inside a softball. What? Yes! So it was could, literally could it like... go off when it was hit? A Bugs Bunny... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, you can see Yosemite Sam all grey and smoky. Try and get away through a hole they painted on the side of the stadium. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's outrageous. Yeah, I mean terrible. Well, of was course. it set off by hitting it, or was it? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. But what does it have? Is? A long hissing fuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. It was. It was. It was a black one with a fuse coming out that they had been painted, painted white. white. <laughs> exactly, and then the little red line for the In scene. Two swipes. It got painted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. right. So, so 1990, is that still yeah. Pinochet in charge in Chile? Already gone by then? I'm glad you've asked me that. <laughs> so, well, the military dictatorship had ended in March of 1990. Oh, so this is... Oh, this might so be why President just Bush after, would have been visiting, perhaps, maybe as a... It's a great opportunity on... there. Great opportunity. Yeah, so... Um, I know he didn't talk like that. Yeah. That wasn't... It's a great opportunity for me to go to Chile. Oh, I like it in Chile. That's very good. He's yeah, a really small man with a very small voice. I always think Halliburton, the massive defence and kind yeah. of ordnance contractor owned by the Bush family, yeah. who, uh, let's not forget, when the levies broke in New Orleans, mm. they refused to release money to local government to give to local yeah. contractors to make good things. Um, instead, they waited until all the Halliburton people could get there so that they could have the money. I mean, you don't want to nationalise the clearing up of emergencies no certainly not and the private sector is notably good at dealing with huge and expensive <clears throat> things that they don't really want to have to deal with definitely put that profit motive in there because it can only yeah. serve the people well well they've got motivated customers at that point halliburton to me just it just sounds like a brand of vitamins <laughs> have you taken your halliburtons this morning yeah <laughs> Yeah, didn't have any choice. Anyway, what you got? I have the global student protests on today in 2014. Oh. Yeah, you remember those. You remember the yeah, global student protests? The ones that happened in Czechoslovakia, where thousands of people were on the streets, or in Greece, where there were 20,000 people, or in Italy, where there were 100,000 students on the street, or the ones that happened in Macedonia, or Norway, or Spain, or Slovenia, or Serbia, or the Philippines, or Myanmar, or Egypt, or India... Course, no, because it didn't I happen do. here. We, did, <laughs> we have the laziest students who couldn't even be bothered to riot when every other student in the world was rioting. Do you think that's, you know... I think this countdown's so good. Is the Brexit thing about trying to get rid of Erasmus so that students can't sort of actually hook up and yeah, communicate? Yeah, the rules of... 
because there's no Steam way protest. for like without Erasmus, I don't think it, there's no way for a an English student to contact a French student, is there? There's no, no email. You no. can't. There's nothing. There's no way. Can't be done. Well. I think you get that one. I think I'm going to take that one. Yeah, on you novelty. have to get that one. I'm going to have that. What does that give? What, is, what that are the takes, final scores oh on the goodness. final doors? That takes us to fifteen nine. I think that means I've won. It's <laughs> <laughs> an absolute landslide. <laughs> Here and, we go. There's a forfeit on the way. And yeah, there's we're we're now going to have our bonus Sunday feature, uh, the forfeit. Do we have a forfeit jingle? Yes, which means no. But by the time you're listening to this, I will have made one. Forfeit. So, yes. Yeah, it's hard. I'm going to do mine really tight. <laughs> okay, can you see? Uh, no. Good. Okay, where's your hat? Is that yeah, your hand? There's the spoon. Hand. Right, spoon. I've got the spoon. Okay, I'm going right. to take the lid off. Or do you want to... Maybe yeah. you should take the I'll lid. I'll take the lid off. Okay. okay, and I'm just going to... And you have. You can tell me about any event in history or person. Oh, let's talk about witches in East Anglia in the 17th okay. century. I think you need to All come right, in a bit more. But anyway, give, give us... Um, okay, witches so, in East Anglia. Yeah, there? well, James I was uh, a king who was very into finding <laughs> witches. And he um, wrote a book called On the Discovery of Witches. So that was... Um, Everyone was quite into witches in Sorry, when the was 17th that? century. That, so that's early 17th century. Uh, okay. Even Macbeth, um, at the beginning of um, even yeah, the beginning of Macbeth has witches. Uh, witches were in everything. Everyone, they were quite popular. Um, <laughs> sorry, the feeling of the yogurt running down my thumb is uh, slightly distracting. Yeah, like it's just your thumb. So there are witch <laughs> witch crazes in East Anglia in the 1630s and 40s, um, in which uh, Matthew Hopkins was the witchfinder general. And he um, went around the country with his mate yeah. and they tried to find women who were witches and they found lots of them, apparently. They'd all just been sitting there waiting for a witch finder to find them. Really, someone should have come up with that beforehand. I heard um, a figure. Yes. Which was nine million, but I've also read that that's that grossly exaggerated. Like that can't be true. Uh, nine might be close to it. <laughs> in that there were nine million people. There were people. thousands, but it wasn't. I'm, I'm not sure there were nine million people in the whole country at that point. Hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was across Europe. Oh, across Europe, yeah, that might be true across Europe, yes. Um, so in England, mainly East Anglia, occasionally in Lancashire. And is it just Pendle, because there, there was nothing else just, to do in East well, Anglia? Well, some people think because it was the Civil War and author civil authority had broken down, and so everyone just believed whatever they wanted. And they went, yeah, witches! Witches! Everything could be true. I don't know what's up and what's down anymore. I have no hmm. idea. Um, I'm gaining some sense of that. Um, that was quite wide, mate. Oh, sorry. Quite wide. Um, in which case, let's aim the... <laughs> This yoghurt seems huge. <laughs> I think we're at the bottom. The thing okay, cool. There might be one spoonful. Okay, last spoonful. Okay. Last one. Open up. Open wide. There we go. Well done, us and you for surviving the forfeit. I'm going to take my um, iPod off and look at your face. Well, thank now. you for our highly illuminating... <laughs> 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 Um, I learned a lot. I didn't. Not about Thank where you mouths very much. are. You're very welcome. Bye. Bye. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. Look at that.